Now broadcasting live via Ustream or downloaded directly to your mobile device. Bagdenboard.com presents the Bagdon Boardcast. Oh my goodness, that, that is crazy. Why are we friends with Paul? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad I didn't get slapped like right your mom uh, You said your parents don't listen to this. He just looked at me like, should I punch him? <laughs> It doesn't work if you're not wearing a mariachi suit. Uh, we're not wearing a mariachi suit. I don't know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Bagging Boardcast, episode number 150. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the books we're looking forward to, coming out December 12th. And our weekly rotating main topic this week is... Uh, it's a bunch of things, actually. Uh, we had some ideas for what to do for the main topic. And then it just kind of didn't work. But it's our 150th. It's 150. We're going to do some reminiscing, and it's also Christmas time, so we're going to talk about some holiday memories. And some of those uh, pictures for shows, because they fit in with yeah. Christmas time, so why not? And but- something else that fits in with Christmas time would be Trogues, the Mad Elf Holiday Ale, uh, brewed with cherries and honey, and aged with spicy yeast. Spicy yeast? Spicy yeast. That's what it says on the bottle. I... Uh, 11, 11% alcohol, and, you know, you don't, it's warming, but it's not like alcohol burn on the throat. Yeah. I, yeah. I really enjoy this. It's like, that nice honey pop at the end, that sweetness. Yeah. A little bitter right in the beginning of your palate, but uh, definitely good. Yeah, I enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I don't get the dragon breath that I sometimes uh, fear that I get when I drink at 11% alcohol beer. Uh, also, I the honey does really stand out quite mm-hmm. a bit in this. Like, there's a lot to it, and I know... Lord of the Rings is right around the corner. Make you, you want, th- make you think of mead? Yeah. And you want to drink some mead. And maybe this is a, the thing that will get you there. Um, I was thinking about just opening two bottles, because I have three bottles of it. Um, where sometimes you go to beer, get beer, they have like a create-your-own six-pack. And they had three of these and three of the next beer we're going to drink. And I thought about, and it's for nine bucks, ten bucks, mm-hmm. versus the $16 for a six-pack of the Trogues Mad Elf. Um, you'd have to be about, mad for it to pay that price, right? Yeah. I thought about opening two of these and then aging for next year, the third, but I didn't think about it and we, I opened all the bottles and. No, I'm, I'm okay with not waiting for all of this because it's really good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I it goes know. down really quick. Yeah, I don't know how much it would change over it because what, what's gonna. You're gonna yeah, get the, more of an alcohol pop probably. Yeah, maybe, or yeah. the honey might come out more in it. It's honey-licious as it is. Mm-hmm. It's I like Jessica think... Alba's dancing on my mouth. Ooh. Oh, really? A honey reference? Yes, I made a honey reference, Paul. <laughs> wow. Did you watch it? No, no, I've never seen it. Okay. But you see the clips, and you see her midsection, and they're sexy. But the, and what right, her, did her Jessica midsection. Alba not show her midsection, <laughs> midsection, though? Yeah, but this one, she's doing a lot of dancing. Oh. I don't know. I really haven't seen too many Jessica Alba movies. 
Yeah, that's true. Maybe there's Fair something enough. wrong with me. I just haven't. I always get people confused, so I wouldn't be well, good at this game. Visible woman. She had the scene Soft. where she was in her underwear. Yeah, Soft. Yep. Yeah, Midriff. Was there. Um, Sin City. Saw Sin City, yeah. Yep. Machete. Didn't see that. It's good. Mm-hmm. Tyra was really good. Midriff like showing or not? Yeah, it's a shower scene. Oh, see? Um, I don't know. I saw, it, the... I saw Idle Hands. I don't remember anything of that. I don't even remember Probably, much of that what, movie. Probably, Dark Angel? I honestly never got into Dark Angel. I never watched it either. Yeah, it was a James Cameron show. Just imagine. There's Midriff. But it's a good beer. That's all we're saying. John got weird when we were talking about it. (laughs) Worth $17? Mm -hmm. There's very few beers I think I could put at that $17 range just for normal drinking. Well, I mean, we've (coughs) we've spent... We spent about twenty bucks between the two of us. We'd buy a bottle, like when we'd go out to um, Blue Monk. Yeah, I mean, but that's just like a big bottle to share. Like, I can't see myself going to spend twenty dollars on a beer one week and then going to spend another twenty on it, you know, the next week just because I I want it. That's that's what we do. I mean, we do it on the show. We do it in our free time. We mm-hmm. we drink beer. We buy beer. We share it with each other. But we we drink a lot of beer. <laughs> we drink a lot of beer, and we can't afford to drink that much of this beer. I'm just saying, but there, and there's it's, special occasions. If if, but I'm just saying, like we've spent twenty dollars, sometimes a little bit more, on just one big bottle yeah. that everyone's going to get a little sip out of. This you could spend fifteen, sixteen dollars, mm-hmm. and share it with six different people. You know, it's I. No, I wouldn't. I would just save it all for myself at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this yeah. is a beer. Like, if it was a big bottle for nine, ten bucks, I'd buy just I, to have. Some I around. would think that they actually should put this out in a bomber, like the big. Yeah. What twenty and a half? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I really enjoy it. It does kind of make me want meat. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It just kind of tastes like meat. Yeah. When I, we're at the Renaissance Fair, they have mead, but it's not good. Oh. I think this is better than the Renaissance Fair mead. I think so. And is oh, that yeah. just, is that actually like honey wine or? Yeah. It's yeah. not. Not great. Not great, but it's there. You can get it. You notice how we've never talked about how good it is on the show before? <laughs> we've been doing this for three years. It's our 150th episode. Uh, yeah. I'm going to keep on mentioning it just to make it feel special. It's okay. You can do that. I will. And we can also mention some other stuff that happened with him this past week. Yes. In the Week in Geek. Good. When I say we, I mean not me, because I oh. really don't have any. Well, uh, breaking news. Uh, this is just hit the main websites, you know, Newsarama and Comics Book Resources. Gail Simone was uh, sent an email letting her know she's no longer the writer on Batgirl. Do you know what issue is her last issue? Issue Uh, issue 16 is her final issue. Okay, so they were wondering about that before. Apparently it is breaking as we record. Uh, Gail Simone came out and said, you know, she's uh, almost in tears over it uh, just because she's been so thankful for having the chance to write Barbara Gordon uh, for as long as she has. Uh, Not bitter, uh, though it is kind of weird that she got in email. That's me saying it's kind of weird that she got. Well, no, it's pretty impersonal. I mean, I don't know who the editor is on that book. Um, 
but probably one of the bad editors could yep. be its own corner. I don't know. Or the email could have gotten to her before he had a chance, or they had a chance to to give that call. Well, no. Why? Why? Why send sometimes an email and just not sent, call? What? Sometimes things get sent out before you like you, you plan on it. I don't want to sound just. Oh, it's a new Batgirl editor, Brian Cunningham. Uh, on Wednesday of last week, new Batgirl editor, Brian Cunningham, informed me by email that I was no longer the writer of Batgirl. Gail Simone said. And this is off of the Robot 6. Um, okay. From Part of comic book resources. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't get into Batgirl. I feel a lot of that was just personal preference. I've never really cared for Barbara Gordon outside of the Oracle role. Um, that was... Very hard to enunciate. Oracle roll. Um, Oracle roll. Yeah, it's, it doesn't it's, slow. Does oh, not I flow. Want that. Is, are we getting sushi later? <laughs> if we had a nerd sushi bar, that'd be pretty great. <laughs> Oracle roll. The Oracle roll. What would be on the Oracle roll? That's you, right. You def- we are safe for <laughs> segueing and books. Going- <laughs> It would definitely Something have red. The, the row of like uh, the eggs on top, the red eggs that you see. Oh, a row of row. Eh? Oh, fucking wordplay. Um, <laughs> oh, swearing. Who cares? It's episode one fifty, Paul. Um, was that somebody just staring at? That was Paul. <laughs> that was me. Oh, uh, somebody like raked their hand over a balloon. One fifty is feeling strangely like one of the many first recordings of episode number one. <laughs> Um, I don't know. But yeah, to get back to the original, uh, point, I'm just, I never jumped onto the Batgirl book that, after it started, uh, coming out with the relaunch, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the Brian Q. Miller stuff with Steph. I don't, I don't know, it, it's upsetting news because, I mean, she is such a tenured writer over at DC, but. Do you think you, she would get a little more respect? Yeah. Yeah, that they would, like, let her know and say, hey, uh, whatever storyline you have that you wanted to tell, wrap it up, because it ain't going. Yeah. It ain't going to see print. Um, is she writing any other books? Is she doing that new Birds of Prey? Because she no. left no, that was Firestorm, a, right? Dwayne Straczynski. Yeah. Straczynski? Straczynski, yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah, she's not doing Firestorm. She left that. I don't even know who's writing Firestorm anymore, honestly. So I'm unsure of what book she's doing at DC right now. I know she was trying to get a Kickstarter funded for something that she wanted to do on her own with another creator, like a self-published thing. Um, I wish I had that information at hand, but I don't. Sorry, everybody. But so, uh, Leaving Megalopolis. Yes, it was called exactly that, Paul. Yes, because it's also on this Robot 6 article. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, that's, that's what Ruby. we call producing. That's awesome. Uh, Since I helped the podcast, now I have to help derail the podcast. I think that's the rule Scott set up. Well, that was a rule Scott set up, and he's no longer on the show, so there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, we can't kick him out. He does everything. <laughs> I know. I don't know how to post this. It just happens. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of crummy. She's a writer that, when I see her on something, I'm like, oh, cool. Could be good. Mm-hmm. Um, just, She's not just a big draw for me. She's never let me down, mm-hmm. but she's just one of those writers that's like, oh, I, I enjoy reading her stuff. She's your Tom Hanks. Oh. 
where you see her, her name attached to a project, you're not like, oh, I'm definitely going to have to, but you know it's going to probably be solid. Might not be something you absolutely love, but it could be something okay, that you okay, really yeah. enjoy. Okay, she, yeah. She's my Tom Hanks. That's all I've ever said about Tom she, Hanks. She's not my Rushmore. <laughs> eh? No, I got it. Thank you. Why wouldn't I have gotten that? I, I don't know. Uh, some other big breaking news. This has happened a little bit ago, but I don't think we've talked about it. Electro has been cast in the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah, this wasn't us. We didn't talk about it, though. Um, huh. And it's Jamie Foxx. It, it, it's officially announced? It's officially I announced. I thought that was a rumor. No, he's, yeah, he's a... said that he's gone out on the record and said that he's playing Electro. Hey, uh, I'm going to just backtrack something that we talked about last week. Did you notice Netflix does have DC movies up? Disney movies? Dis- Disney movies yes, up now? they do. Which ones? Uh, uh, Dumbo. Dumbo. Uh, I don't have Netflix anymore, so. It's their back catalog of stuff. Rescu- that was already- Rescuers Down Under. It's all the oh stuff you can re- find. Really? Rescuers is awesome. I haven't seen that movie in forever. It was um, Bernard and what was the girl mouse's name? I don't know. Fifi. <sighs> but I have Bernard on uh, <laughs> on our my Christmas tree <laughs> right now. And um, Great Mouse Detective. That, which, another great one. Which I'm dying to, Fox and the Hound. to watch. Uh, Fox and the Hound's not that good. Yeah, but it's the first project that uh, Steve, uh, that Pixar guy, worked on with on at Disney. Steve, isn't it Steve? I don't know. Who's the who's the the like movie guy for Disney right now? Steve Harvey. No, that's I'm, he's in charge of Family Feud. Uh, no I one answer. I don't know. John. John Lasseter? John Lasseter. Okay. Yeah, not Steve. Not Steve at all. Yeah, that was his first, like, work at Disney. Cool. Was Fox and the Hound. His first work at Disney, actually, he was a skipper on the Jungle Cruise ride. Oh, yes. So, boom, in your face, Paul. He did. Lawyered. Did lawyered me. In your toothpaste full face. Yep. But, uh, we, because we talked about it last week, and I think we gave the impression that it wouldn't happen until 2016. That, that's how the article read, though. But, well, that's really cool. But what actually is happening is they won't have that seven month delay between release to Netflix until 2016 when their relationship with stars end. Guess, their back catalog can be available now. Guess there who's gonna re-sign up for Netflix today, guys? Guess who's on his phone right now? There is a lot. There is some Disney crap that's on there too. Mm-hmm. But um, what is, now, what do you consider the Disney crap? It was. It's like three princesses and like the, it just. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's stuff that's never like it. The directed DVD or yeah, was it or, Disney or aired on the Disney Channel? Do they have the Mighty Ducks? I didn't. I didn't search uh, out Mighty Ducks. Right away, Mr. Duckburg. Of course, Mr. Duckburg. Quack quack, Mr. Duckburg. My favorite part of that movie when he just tells off his boss. Because that, if I ever want to go out in a flame of glory at my office, that's exactly how I'm. Um, I actually had this discussion at work today that when I'm ready to go, I'm just sending an email to one of my upper bosses about why I didn't do something, just saying because your mother's a whore. <laughs> wow! Everybody has this great flame out. Yeah, a flame out plan, right? Um, hey, we we talked about it. this is episode 150. It's pretty free flow, John. I don't have one of those. You're not going to go more, up and put an apron on your... <laughs> <laughs> no, I have... I have. And then say, is it good for you or 
Is no, it bad it's, for you or it's, is it bad uh, for me? Paul, Paul, Paul quit to one of the, the district managers at this one place we work together, and he comes up and he goes, listen, I'm not coming in on, on Monday. I told him I can't work past Sunday, and they scheduled me on Monday. Well, and the guy looks at his name tag, Paul, well, that's not good. Not good for you or not good for me? And then he just stormed off. That was a good quit. Like, I gave my two weeks. And it was before Sunday. So I'm like, okay, two weeks, two full weeks. So, and then yeah, that's... it was paycheck from Sunday to Sunday. You can't schedule somebody past yes. when they put their two no, weeks in. Yeah, once your two weeks is in, that's. No. I can't do it, right? That's and that, and that yeah. was your boss that was always sexually harassing you. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, you know about this. No, I don't think I know about this. He was always getting, she was like, anytime she had to like walk by Paul, even though there's plenty of like room to get around him, she'd it like, would always her, be a brush. She'd put her really? hands like on his hips and like s- squeeze by. Yep. And then when you went away to visit Kate, she asked, she asked me if you guys were having sex, which was, yeah. it was, wow, that's, that's really awkward. It was, it was really awkward for me. And then like a little and bit, really hilarious a little bit for later, me. she put her hand, like she picked, my car got stuck in the snow and I couldn't, I couldn't get to work. And she came to pick me up because I guess I was on her way. They, they called her. And, um, when she was driving, I said something and she's like, oh, ho, 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 that's funny. And then put her hand, I'm going to demonstrate on you. Feel free. Upper thigh. Upper thigh. How upper? Whoa. <laughs> that upper. That's like, an inch away. <laughs> it was super awkward and nothing stirred. Sometimes things stir. <laughs> Because a lot of times she'd have these massive herpes flare-ups. Oh, oh, oh. can Geek Save Us, who else has something to talk about? But that's well, uh, How about Electro as Jamie Foxx? Uh, yes. Sorry, I, it just brought up no, that's yeah, a Marvel no, no, movie. No, no, that's no. cool. Like I, I, like I said, that's that's getting me back on to Netflix. I'm right now, right he's now. signing back up. Um, now, I, either way they play it, I think... Electro is always one of those characters that doesn't have that redeeming quality. He's a bad guy just mm-hmm. because he's got this power and he wants to be a bad and guy. He's, he's a career criminal. There's nothing else really to him. Um, You're not going to have that Sandman moment. They have the yeah. they have the like the ultimate Electro where he's a little more kind of a he's a thug for Kingpin for Kingpin. Yeah, he's more of a thug. So, oh, I haven't read that in forever. Yeah, me either. I mean, however they play it, you know, you know he's working at uh, Oscorp. I know that they've casted um, they've Harry Osborne. Osborne. Harry Osborne. Um, I've never seen it, but one, of, one of the guys uh, from Chronicle. Yeah. Which I wish I had seen because I heard really good things yeah, about a, it. But, it might be on Netflix. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy that. But, I don't remember my Netflix password though, guys. Uh oh. Um, yeah, I, I I think I can give you my login information because there was that period of time where you were should just you, using. Should you say that over the <laughs> internet like this? Forgot. Just so you can no, so it's you okay. can log in. I just hit forgot my password. Okay. Um, no, but I think I, I don't know. I any I I really liked. What they did with Amazing Spider-Man, so I have faith in in this coming one. And just from a special effects standpoint, I think Electro would be a really cool character to see on screen. Not 
having any clue as to what kind of story they could do with this. And but. I don't need to see the the green and yellow costume. If they, you know, if they show him wearing like a green shirt with a yellow tie, like that's enough of a homage that I need. You got Spider-Man running around in a Spider-Man costume. So is Electro's I know his I think, pointed head man, head thing is a little extreme, but... but I think you could still do the yeah. yellow and green and have it be kind of grounded looking. But, like, I like I don't need I don't need that costume. And I don't mind if they go, because they no. kind of been going a little more ultimately yeah. with the Ultimate comics. So even if it's just like the... How in the comic books he had, like, lightning bolt kind of tattoos on his face. Something like that. Like, I don't mind. Something that, Paul, I don't think you're going to mind, is March 2015. What? I think I've already written down the date. A Fantastic Four? Yep. Reboot movie? I'm a little upset that it's going to be March. By whom? uh, No, they haven't said anything. They just released that that's when the movie's coming out. It's going to be through Fox. Isn't it weird now that they they announce when movies are going to be coming out before they announce, like, pre-production, or they have a director. They got they make the targets, man. Get the see, targets. that alone kind of gives me just pause to be like, whoa, really? You're well, announcing when the movie's going to be out, but... Avengers was... They yeah. announced Avengers. They announced when Captain America and Thor were going to yep. be out before... But that was Marvel Studios and not Fox. Yeah. And cause those are were on the pipeline, and seriously, as soon as those were announced, I remember seeing stuff about them right after and, that. And Fox has to do something with this franchise and start working on it, otherwise they will lose. Didn't, we had the same kind of conversation with, when they were, we were talking about like first class, too, though. Yeah. Uh, or if they're just rushing out something just to get it out so they can hold on to the franchise and sell more toys... Versus Isn't actually that how we got the original, money. that first... Yeah, that was Patrick the first Foreman. Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Fantastic Four movie. Which is why we still use the Doom Fist and yeah, the, the, lasers, the laser yeah. beam to signify going to the bathroom today. <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain there. Well, we don't use the Doom Fist to signify going to the bathroom. Well, no, we but the... we use the Doom Fist, and we also use this. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever we're going, whenever one of us is not on the podcast, it's because we've made a laser like Dr. Doom from the Roger Corman one to signify to the other guys he's taking a wee. And, and if you haven't seen that movie, it's okay. You don't you don't need to watch it because you can't find it. Yeah, how did we even... It was at Mondo Video. Mondo, That's yeah, right, Mondo yeah, Video. Got it, on Mondo. it was a loco, local uh, place, and they, had a boot, they were renting a bootleg copy. They were all just like small... Like indie cult classic movies, like yeah. VHS. This is before DVD. Crazy hits. things from Japan, like just mm-hmm. all those like cult things that are hard to come by. I think we rented. Uh, we I got a few things there. Garbage Pal Kids from them once. Did you get a Racerhead from there too? I think so. Yeah, it was a cool store actually. It was, and then they moved, and then they they closed. they moved, and they shut down. Yeah. Yeah. DVD, because you can just find everything on DVD and internet. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Sales numbers. Sales numbers. Hey, hey, we're going to talk sales numbers. For November. Thanks. Uh, Marvel Now. Marvel Now back on top by a good margin. Uh, 4% by on uh, units sold and over 7% on dollar share. Do you uh, have 
Top books at top hand? books on just, hand. Just curious, because, I mean, we had a new Avengers book. We've got X-Men starting up. We've got Fantastic Four starting up. Marvel. Yes, uh, number one, all new X-Men, number one, Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, Batman, number 14, number two. Okay. Captain America, number one, number three. Deadpool, number one, number four. See, that one I actually wanted to read because that was the one written by Brian Bassane. Yeah. So I figured that would just at least be a fun read just to check out. Mm-hmm. But I never got my copy of it. Indestructible Hulk, number one, number That's... five. Iron Man, number who's... one. Not to cut you off, Paul, but who's on Hulk? Uh, I am unsure. But while, you, while you're producing, um, guy's writing uh, Wolverine and the X Men, isn't it? Is no, Jason it's Aaron? not. Is it Jason Aaron? I, think it's Jason I know he Aaron. was doing Hulk for a while, but this is a new book. This is Indestructible is Hulk. Oh, okay. Indestruct- it's a uh, writer Mark Wade, Pinker, okay. uh, oh, yeah, Gary you- Allen Gillian. The Marvel website's terrible because it doesn't tell you who's on art. It gives you writer, inker. Okay. Cover artist. Oh, uh, Francis Yu. Lennel Francis Oh, Lennel Francis Yu. Okay. Yeah. It's penciling. Not, so not bad. That's kind of a surprise that Hulk's that high up. And is it Hulk Hulk or is it like Red Hulk, Red She Hulk? I think, She-Hulk? I think it's actually Green Hulk. It's Bruce okay. Banner. Yes, it is Bruce Banner. It's, it's tough to tell it's, with the Hulk uh, books now. Marvel now makes Hulk an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., Hulk indestructible force. More weapon than man, Bruce Banner, smartest man alive. Combined, they are the strongest, smartest weapon on the planet. Number five book, everybody. <laughs> number five book. Number six book was Iron Man, number one, with uh, art by the lovely and talented Craig Land. Uh, <laughs> number I buy his stuff as robotic, so. Uh, oh. it's stiff and light box, guys. <laughs> number and seven I jokes. was our uh, least... Was the pick for our least favorite book of the ones that we talked about last time was Fantastic Four number one, but it what not a bad book, not a bad book, just, just least favorite of, of the group. Uncanny Avengers number two was number eight. Justice League number fourteen was number nine, okay. and number ten, rounding out the Marvel uh, books, is uh, Thor: God of Thunder number one. So, and I mean they're all number one, so you're going to have that push, and all. Besides X-Men, all characters that were in Avengers, too. Yeah. Uh, the only two books that were not three ninety nine that made the top ten were Fantastic Four, number one, and Deadpool, number one. Oh, uh, so we're nice. going to be seeing more three ninety nine yep. books. <laughs> Get ready <laughs> to start. Means. Yep, because it's, it doesn't matter. And Marvel now also announced that they're going to be putting out uh, on the bus of all the number ones from the Marvel now. We're getting all the zero issues from DC in an omnibus coming yeah, up, too. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, nope. me neither, but, you know, there's going to be people that just buy that book because, you know what, they might have read a couple of them, and it's like, hey, I can check out the rest of them mm-hmm. and have the ones that I liked. It's not something that I would want on my shelf. No, I have a couple of the the Vertigo Mm-hmm. Uh, trade paperbacks. It's like the first cuts. Yeah, first bite, like first cut. First... You know why we because, got those though? Yeah, because they were dirt cheap at Don's. Because <laughs> yeah. he would be like, egg, eh, five bucks. Yeah, he would just be like, you got a penny? Just to make it even? Uh, take one of those books, it's fine. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it was one of those things. I already read half the books that were in those, but to check out the three that I didn't, like, I, seriously, I could spend that five. I seriously think one day is because he didn't have change for me, and he just <laughs> gave me that book. Like, well, 
Uh, your total is uh fourteen ninety five. Here's a twenty. Oh, just take one of those books. All right. <laughs> Subways across the street. Okay, whatever. Five dollar foot long or that deep yeah, first taste or first bite for vertigo. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I have them. Yeah, I have at least one of them because the first thing two that came out, I actually had all the trades of all the books that were collected in there. <laughs> I have a I have a Vertigo thing. That's cool. But the Omnibus, you know you're not going to get that for $5. No. Nobody's going to just throw that in your bag for you. Yeah. And be like, never mind uh, what you paid. You have to want that. Yeah. And that's not something I'm looking forward to buying. Uh, does anybody have any more news? Just a uh, new Star Trek trailer is out. Oh. I haven't seen it yet. I saw the teaser poster that they put out. Into Darkness. It looks good. And there's a scene where this woman's yelling, and it kind of sounds like she's yelling Khan. Now, they haven't come out to say who, uh... Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch is playing. But it's just so strongly rumored that it's Khan, and just the... Yeah, the the revenge. The revenge, an ex-Starfleet commander seeking revenge. Mm -hmm. That's Khan, right? No. Khan was uh, a genetically modified human uh, that uh, led his people away in the year 1999 on a starship, and he left. But it started a uh, world. But I think he his group started World War Three later on, and that's why he comes back for revenge from Star Trek mythology. I I haven't seen. Any of the Star Trek movies in that's not over right. like ten years, probably twenty years now. Honestly, that's from the television show, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Genet- like he says, genetically modified. from nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, what year is it with Starfleet? This doesn't make any sense. What he, the original series? I, he be super yeah, old. Well, yeah, because isn't Kirk Just not born until like twenty twenty something or like twenty forty three? Yeah, but he's. Genetically modified human. He lives longer. Oh, okay. That may, yeah, but that long. Well, maybe he's not, wasn't born and let, I, okay. he was part of that group. It's I getting, forget. It's Star Trek really original nerdy, series stuff. I don't know. Well, the comic book podcast is getting really it's getting nerdy. so nerdy. Let's talk about the comic books we're looking forward what's, to buying this week. Oh, what's worse is I can't remember my login for my email. What the hell is this password? <laughs> <laughs> that is worse, actually. That is. I had to change it. You had to change it. But anyways, John, what book are you looking forward to buying this week? Uh, really funny, the book's name is Change. <laughs> 121212. On 121212, uh, Change, um, it's an image comics. It's a number one of four. Um, written by Al, Al's Not and, um, Art by, uh, Morgan Jeske. Um, book centers around three characters. A, uh, wealthy rapper who's kind of gone off the deep end. A, uh, playwright who steals cars to cover his bills. And a, um, cosmonaut who's coming in from a on a spaceship 
to the planet, and it's up to these three to save the world from some unknown terror. But these three are the key uh, antagonists of the story. Um, Ailes Knott is a young writer. I think he his first book came out this year with some rave reviews. I never heard his name, but it was a an indie book. Um, so it probably got glossed over by most of us. Um, but sounds interesting. I always like giving these image books, at least the number ones, a try. Most of the time they're not that great, but I always like to try something that sounds interesting. Hmm. Chris? You're going to throw it to me, Paul? Yes. Paul, I'm going to throw it back to you because there's a book I'm going to pick. Unless I pick it? And, but I'm going to leave it up to you because I have a backup. Is it because you were going to pick Batman number 15? That was one of them. <laughs> because you picked it last month. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of excited to see, you know, I'm still in the, I'm going to keep on trying it, uh, see if I'm X- really. X Factor. <laughs> no, no, uh, Fantastic This is the one four. where it gets good. <laughs> Fantastic Four number two. You know, uh, we talked about it last week. Uh, I'm excited. Wait. Are you picking Batman or Fantastic Four? I was saying you were picking Batman number 15, but you picked number 14 because you picked number 14 last last month. Yeah, so which out. one? Are you picking Fantastic Four? I'm then? picking Fantastic okay. Four number two. Because, okay. you know, uh, we're going to talk about Batman. We're, we, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to highlight, I did it, if you listened last week, I did enjoy Fantastic Four number one more than I thought I was going to uh, with a writing changeover. Uh, so I'm still uh, giving this a try to see where it goes. I kind of and yeah, listen last week for more. That happened. Chris, uh, I didn't know you were throwing it over yeah. to me. Um, well, I'm gonna go Batman number fifteen. Oh, what was your backup? My backup was gonna be Green Lantern number fifteen or Green Lantern Core number fifteen. Oh, what's going on in Green Lantern Core? Um, more awesome stuff with Guy Gardner. I really like the Guy Gardner. I honestly he used to be my least favorite, but I really enjoy him in this one. After Rebirth is when Guy yeah. Gardner. Was cool. He really before st- that I hated him. He really stepped up, and I think he's just an awesome character now because he's that loose cannon of the Green Lantern Corps. But it's not just because he's a jerk. He has purpose. He's doing what he believes in. Um, we're supposed to get more of what the Guardians are actually doing with the Third Army. We're gonna find out some more about their plans. And uh, wait, the Third Army, the people that. Like, we're created by the Guardians that, uh, when they kill somebody, they make more. Yes. That. Much, much like the Black Lanterns. Yes, but they're under the Guardians' control. Huh. Um. But the Black Lanterns were under a Scar's control, who was also a Guardian. Was Necron. Yeah. Necron. Yeah. But Batman Paul, Paul doesn't, is Paul doesn't like awesome. any of it. Yeah. <laughs> Batman number 15, um, I looked at three preview pages of it today because... Yeah, I did too. Pa- whoa, 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 whoa. I know. Whoa, ball! I know, I never look at preview Listen, pages. you can't... Now you have to watch trailers. <laughs> you have to watch trailers. No, you broke your own rule. You broke your own rule. You have to watch all trailers now leading up to th- something that you want to see. No, I don't. That's, that's the same thing, Not Paul. Not that, no, it you have to illegally download music and... <laughs> and uh, give me your Netflix stuff. <laughs> No, no, I don't think so. Because here's the difference. <clears throat> I'm going to get that story in order, and I'm going to get those pages in order when I read the preview. That's page one, two, and three. Watching a trailer 
they're spoiling moments that are going that are in the story beats are going to have a build to to them. Mm. And so I, when I know where the story is leading me, kind of kills the, that moment. Trailer can kill that moment for me. And the previews where I'm getting pages one, two, and three, I'm good. They were actually ten, eleven, and twelve. Really? Yeah. yeah. Sons of a gun. Yeah. I'm never reading preview pages again. <laughs> They're dead to me. Again. Well, you shouldn't have done it in the first yeah, place. Yeah, Paul, you learned the hard way. Yeah, I just did learn the hard way. Oh, um, I... I just made that up. No, they were later pages. No, I didn't book. know that. Oh, I just made it up. But yeah, what, So, wait, they're going to start off someplace else than other than him? Spoilers. Uh, in the vat from Batman 14? Well, we don't... They could start off there, but there could just be pages in front of it. You mean before it? Yeah. That would be stupid. He How got out he... of the vat. No, he's still in the vat. He's still in the vat. He yeah, got out there. of the vat in the preview pages <laughs> that we read. Yeah. We're number 15. Spoilers, by the way, for a book that hasn't come out yet, but the preview <laughs> pages You can read the are... preview pages everywhere. When Harley knocked him into the, the, the vat? Yeah. No. Spoilers for number 14. Well, no, that... That happened in 13. Yeah, that happened in 13. Oh. I thought you were talking about, like, the, uh... Because they're on the bridge, the bridge at the end of 14. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's what I thought you were talking about. The bridge. Yeah. Who yeah. calls a bridge a vat? Well, I wasn't. I got confused between... No, I'm asking him. Because he's like, no, I thought that's what you're talking about. <laughs> well, they're at, like, the reservoir. It's a big vat of water. I don't know. I, <laughs> no, no. I thought that's right. what Paul meant. Maybe I didn't read the previews over number 15. <laughs> with, with Harvey? With Harvey? Yeah. Oh, Bullock, yeah. Then, yes, I got it. <laughs> Are we dent? <laughs> no. Oh. Are we public? Then yes. yes. I'd like to blame this on Paul drinking too much, but we've only had one so far. But it's a big point. and I did just chug the third that I had left to, to catch up with you guys, and well, then I started talking, which well, was bad. Because it's time for another, then. Yes. Yes, it is. Hi, this is Kyle Stevens. And this is Jim DeMonacos. And we're a Kirby Crackle. And you're listening to Bagged and Board Podcast. And we're back with our second beer of the night, and that's the Wizard's Winter Ale. This is the Winter Ale from Middle Ages Brewing out of Syracuse. It's about Cuse. three hours away from us right here. We've we've gone to the brewery a couple times. Um, <laughs> One time in the rain while not exactly sure how to cross a freeway. No, well, that was, on, that on that foot. Was we were walking. That was we the second walking. time we went. Yeah. We went the year before that as well with yeah. Randy. And we stopped there first. Well, no. You went there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we okay. stopped there yeah. first. Yeah, and that's why we didn't have trouble. Second time, we tried to do the same process in foot. Did not work as well. Did not work as well. No. Especially in the pouring rain. We um, learned our lesson. We've had the we've had their barley wine on just recently mm-hmm. um, because of... Uh, ben. Ben. Friend of the show, Ben. Um... I don't think we've ever really had any of the other, other beers. No, I know we've. Maybe. Uh, maybe we haven't had them on the show now. Have. I know we've had them just. We've had yeah. our sampler pack on the show before, I know. Okay. Really? Yes. First year. We've done 150 episodes. First yeah. year. It might be an episode that you cannot find on iTunes anymore, but it might be an episode we have somewhere in our archives. I really want some Wailing Wench, which is my favorite beer from them. It's good. 
They have a double wench too. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the uh, barley wine, the druid fluid. That druid shocked fluid. me how good it was. It's okay. Because usually their beers, it, they're okay, but they're not standout. Yeah. Yeah, they're wit. It's not good. I'm not, I'm not a wit. I'm not a wit guy though, I've discovered. They, um, they brew a lot. Other side. You, when someone motions, John you have to imagine a, it's reflected. John has a mustache. These beers beer. poured with crazy heads on them. And the head is really bitter. And it's it, like real foamy. Really foamy and bitter. Do not drink directly the head. Make sure you get a good mix. It was a, a very full mouth beer. And I say that because I've finally just gotten past the head. So I'm still trying to get the actual taste of the beer. The the one thing about Middle Ages Brewery, too, is they are an English-style brewery. They brew with the, the English style, the using the the the, uh, the malts and barley, and mm-hmm. those kind of things that they use over in England. That's where he went to train. He trained in a couple different places. I know he trained in Belgium and in England, but he really liked the English-style beers, so he wanted to bring those to America. Like, I don't know if it was just something right off the get-go that made these so heady because after John Portham, Paul had a little bit of a joke that I didn't know we were having like, uh, beer floats on the show. Beer floats, yeah. Because the head was just so thick. Yours poured like halfway and then was the rest foam. Mine, when I went to pour it, it was all, all foam. foam. My whole glass was full of foam. It, it, it was crazy because it was like, and mine when I went to port was just right. It was a deep thick foam. Like looking yeah. at it, it it looked like a root beer float. Yeah, it it was dense. Those bubbles were dense. Now that it's gone though, this, this is a pretty decent ale. You could spoon out those bumble bubbles, no problem. Yes. It, was it a humble bumble? Is that what you're saying? No, because <laughs> he said bumble. Yeah, I know. Um, I've been drinking and I have weird. Like cyst thing going on on my face right now. I, it's probably just a dry spot. It's probably just a pimple forming. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be there. That, that's where they happen, Paul. Paul. I'm not a dermatologist, and I want you to stop telling me about your fucking face. <laughs> what did I tell you in the kitchen? <laughs> um, it's actually a. Per- it's good. I like it. I. This is just me nitpicky. I wish there was more something to it that made it. Winter. A winter ale. Yeah. Because it's the Wizard's Winter Ale. I feel like this is just their ale that they brew for winter. Yeah. You, you know we're a fan of the spices. We love our seasonal taste. This just doesn't have it, but it's a really good ale. Uh, if I were to find out that this was somehow like 12% alcohol by volume, though, and that's why it's a winter ale, like I could believe. But right now I'm shadowing uh, or parroting what Chris has said. That, yeah, the, the spice, the flavor of it doesn't leave me to think it's a winter ale, but if it's, like, a hearty, like, high-alcohol content beer, like, okay, now I understand. Yeah. This stuff will get you tore up the frame. It's it's very smooth, mm-hmm. very light. After you get past that gigantic head that we had on it, it that just assaulted, mm-hmm. I still have a little bit of a bitter, like, it just kind of coats mm-hmm. your tongue. But it's pretty good. I yeah. I enjoy it. I would drink this again. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. If this was on tap, like on a hand pull or a nitrous, just to froth it up, but not give it that crazy head, mm-hmm. I think this would be great. It'd be a good kind of like bitter almost. It's an English yeah. strong ale. It's six point eight percent. Six point eight. It's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. 
It's not the 11, but, I mean, that 11 yeah, that we have like, in the Mad Elf is just extreme. It is extreme. But 6.8, like, okay, now that's why. It's a full-flavored beer. It's 6.8. It's high in alcohol. I can understand why it would be your winter beer. It's not your Christmas beer, but it's, it's your winter, winter beer. Hi, this is Kyle Stevens. And this is Jim DeMonacos. And, and we're, we're a Kirby, Kirby Crackle. And you're listening to Bagged and Board Podcast. Um, so moving on to our main topic, which is, guys, we're at 150 episodes. 150 episodes. Well, That's just, really good for us. <laughs> We've committed. We committed to something I, I think for it, over three years. I think at we this point. We had a birthday cake. This is, this is something that. I wasn't that, invited to that. No, you were invited. You didn't come. It was a fancy dinner party. It was the last fancy dinner party we had because nobody else would make it other than me. Kate and I and Chris. Yeah. It happened. I didn't know. If I'd known it was for that, I would We didn't know it was for that until I suddenly said, Hey, you know where, uh, hey, it's June. And we started the podcast in June. <laughs> yeah, it just became. <laughs> and, and then we had they happened to have cake. <laughs> we bought cake for the fancy dinner party, and we're like, we might as well put three candles in it and call it our, uh, happy birthday party. So that happened. Yeah. We posted pictures on Facebook. I know, I saw him. Yeah, John saw that. I was like, what the, and felt what hurt. the fuck? You shouldn't have felt hurt. You were invited. You just couldn't make it. And I didn't, we didn't know. Like, it all just kind of fell where I'm like, hey, we got the cake. I think it was in, like, Syracuse. I think I was, I'm, like, actually out of town. Yeah. I, uh, I can't remember. There was no reason there. for us to feel bad that you couldn't make it. And there was no yeah, reason. Yeah, you, you didn't feel be- bad at all about it. <laughs> and there's no reason you should feel bad about not being there. Because it was one of those random things where I'm just like, yeah, that'd be funny. Throw three candles in it. <laughs> one was for you, John. Yeah. We put it up on the Facebook. Our Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 150, I have to say, is uh, a lot more than I thought we were going to do. I'm well, glad this... we committed because we really don't. Aside from you getting married, the, the, the three of us really don't commit to anything and hold true to that. No, but you besides know, you getting married, Paul, and your mortgage, and also our car payments, we don't commit to shit. I don't make car payments anymore. I, I own my car. Oh, That's man. why I've had it for so long. Other than your car payment, Paul, man, I have bills. Why am I doing this for free? I have bills. Yeah, I have bills. It's not like car one. <laughs> we all have bills. Why Everything we... but my car. <laughs> 150 episodes, all for free. Yeah. I think this is when Paul started berating everybody to start paying him. Pa- Paul, no. Was... no. Paul wants you to give him money, guys. You better do it, or else you won't be able to hear John and I. Because <laughs> we can't do this on our own. Let's start a Kickstarter. Uh... Let's start a Kickstarter for something we already do? Yeah. Kickstart my, the next 150 guys, episodes. Last week, my mom bought us beer. That's a start. <laughs> that was right? a start. That was awesome. Okay, I have been paid. I feel better now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know what? Basically, the fact that we've gotten free beer from other people by doing this mm-hmm. and, you know, free snacks from a friend of the show, Ed, and his brother, Chris. Uh, yep. That's That's made, made this worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's been. Yeah. It's and, been it's, great. and it's fun. Um, And I have to say... I do get to read iTunes reviews about me. What's better than that? 
Yes. There's nothing better than uh, Most of those reviews are by Paul yeah. <laughs> for Paul. <laughs> That's true. But Paul I'm, sounds I'm so sexy. How do you guys handle it? <laughs> <laughs> but I can put myself up was, in the I same was fake typing in the air when I said it. Mm-hmm. Uh every other artist that's out there also has iTunes reviews. <clears throat> and so do I. I'm just as good as Taylor Swift. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't say anything you can't take back, Paul. I still She'll write a scathing it. song about it. And I, then, she then you will feel emasculated. She doesn't want to go on a shopping spree with you, Paul. Oh, that's it's true. Reversed. It's true. And I this, do want to go on a shopping spree with Taylor that Swift. That stems from the discussion that we had during the Not episode where we did all the IPAs again. Yes. You've probably heard that one. And if you haven't, I'm At sorry. At least half of it. <laughs> those episodes have been taken down. To make room for our actual episodes, it's one of the rules of the knots. You got to show up early. Yeah. Show up early, and I, I also, you know, just to throw that out there, like Aaron in mm-hmm. um, Confessions of a Movie Snob, like getting to know those guys. Yeah, you know, I consider Aaron a friend. We chat all the time. Yeah, we we have friends. We have a sister podcast. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. that's we cool. Had awesome talks and quote unquote interviews with. No, they, they, they're not quote unquote. They were legitimate interviews. That's, that's but stuff that we did and we've gone to. There were other with talks that we've had with purpose and yeah. then never got the interview. Then there's Stephane the ones that. Rowe, uh, Stefan Rue, uh, Yannick Pinkow. Yeah, Yannick Paquette. Paquette. There it is. You, Paul, you, you love something. <laughs> I do. You sat there talking to him. For a good 15 like, minutes. Yeah. And didn't bother getting the recorder we, out. We've had a lot of moments where it's just been like, that was really good talk. We should have recorded that. And sometimes we learn our lesson, like with uh, David Peterson from mm-hmm. Oscar. Yeah, where and- we were having a great talk, and I'm like, guys, we we got to get this on record. And he was so cool enough to everything we had talked about with him. He just was like, all right, where do you guys want to start? Can we start from the beginning? Yeah, sure. And he just, everything he had said before. Mm-hmm. Like, he was... That was probably, aside from interviewing Dan DiDio, which mm-hmm. was so big for our ninth episode. Yep, yeah, episode number nine. It's still up on iTunes. I will never take it down. That's still one of our most listened to episodes, too. Well, because I will never take it down. Um, we're, I've, we're almost up to uh, 30 that I've taken down. Well, they still exist. They're still out there. Yeah, it's just that I'm, we don't have server space, and I refuse to pay for more server oh. space. I'm sorry. We'll talk. That's fine. Okay. Um, but, but our interview with, um, David Peterson, cause it just was so cool. Even like he came up and he was cracking jokes about like Becky Cloonan, Becky Cloonan, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was, it was, it was <laughs> another one that we should have gotten. It was something like we could have just been three guys mm-hmm. and him hanging out, hanging out in a bar kind of a conversation. Man, that sounds an awful lot like our whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we ever aim for. That is exactly what we aim for. Exactly. And, but that conversation with him and then him being so kind enough to redo it with us mm-hmm. was just kind of that awesome, awesome little moment. It's, and that's what I wanted from when Chris started this thing. Uh, I, I didn't start this thing. We started this thing. Yeah. But I just, I just doing said, the blogs. No, you were doing the blogs and then you're like, Hey, do you want to write? And I'm like, uh, writing takes work. If I could figure out a way to just sit in front of a microphone and say what I want well, to write, I, I we just really... remember Paul being like, 
oh, we should do a podcast. And I'm like, what the fuck is a podcast? Mm-hmm. And producer Scott was a big part of that too. Yeah. Like, I, oh, yeah. I have I all this. Been there. I have all the stuff. Like, you, you can just do this. Here's here's how it works. Mm-hmm. So yeah. thanks to him. Yeah, he, he, oh, he, he should be here for this. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, cheers to producer Scott. I have my beer's gone, but oh. yay. Cheers, producer Scott. You'll hear about this, producer Scott. Um, yeah, without him, we wouldn't have uh, launched the Magnum Boardcast because, honestly, it would have taken money. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it would have taken... Episode number 150, where you find out Paul's all about the money. <laughs> oh, no, it's a true thing. Like, it takes money to buy equipment and it takes time to learn how to use the equipment. It's something that I'm still learning. It's something that I'm still trying to grow at as a podcaster. How to edit, how to actually use noise filters and all that jazz um, to produce a listenable episode. It's something that I'm not great at, as you guys, the listeners know, because you hear the noise in the background. You hear us spiking levels. And I'm sorry. I have a day job. And I never used Audacity and or a soundboard and or a microphone before doing a podcast. This is honestly, other than like a school talent show that I did back in fourth grade, the only time I've ever been on mic. I've never done a talent show. I've never done a talent show either. Closest thing I've done is I sang the Ghostbusters theme song, uh, at karaoke one night at church. That's a basically school talent show. That's um, and then the only other time I've been on mic was uh your wedding. <laughs> still have a bruise on my shoulder. By the I'm way, I'm still emotionally scarred from it. I don't know what happened up there, Paul. <laughs> you accused me. You said that uh, this this uh, speech uh, would only last about two minutes, and you'd be clumsy. And it kind of be awkward, so Kate, look forward to that later on from Paul. Yeah, <laughs> and that was my joke. That was a good joke. That's uh, and then the thumping on my shoulder started. Paul, <laughs> Paul, I'm sorry. It's okay. I I don't like this. I can talk in front of a microphone, but you put me in front of people talking on a microphone. Oh, God! Uh, I Social had, anxiety. I had it bubbles up. I had to host a cook-off at my work in front of an audience with mm-hmm. all these chefs going on. And I think because of this podcast, I was, I think I was able, I was relaxed in front of a microphone at least. I, I feel like now I'd be much better off anywhere. Like you put me somewhere and I'm okay because yeah, I'm talking about something I love, but it just got me used to actually talking. So I think it's actually made me worse. Uh, talking because during interviews, like I've been doing for work, uh, hence why I'm concerned with money. <laughs> I'm losing my job. Uh, so, you know, it's like one of those things. Not because of the podcast. <laughs> Not though. because of the podcast. So. Oh, but think of all that editing time, Paul. <laughs> Get, you oh. can make these things perfect. Oh, I could. I could. You if we start a Kickstarter. Like, you can start like a claymation movies, too. <laughs> yeah. If we start a Kickstarter and get me paid for a year, yeah, I'll totally do that. I'll be fine. But uh but I think it's made me so relaxed and so conversational with everything that I do that it kind of hurts me because during interviews, I am so conversational and well, the, relaxed. Well, the fact that you brought a beer with you is probably what did that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe that's it. You maybe guys didn't the get the alcohol. memo that we were reviewing this beer for the interview? <laughs> 
We're doing an interview where three people talking about a subject. It's. Did you ask them for their list pick? They were just like, what? So what do you, why, are you, why is he talking about comic books? Yeah, this, well, um, do you have any questions for us? Yeah, uh, what book are you looking forward to coming out this week, December 12th? And then he just got quiet at one point and was like, no, this is the Kirby Crackle Bump, guys, it's cool. <laughs> Sir, you need to grow a couple more inches. Be like, Chris, ma'am, you are spot on as John. Like, like in the stubble. You like in the stubble. Going. Sit there quietly. You poke a jab here and there. And then, <laughs> and then you talk about a book that I have no interest in reading. <laughs> so it's, We've been doing this for a while, and it's it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. And it, you know what? It has given us some sort of purpose and drive because you know we've we've been going to comic book conventions for years now. I don't even know how yeah. how long it's been exactly. But now it's we go with reason. It's not just because it's like oh cool we can go get sketches, we can buy stuff, we can go watch panels. It's like Hey, this person's going to be there. We can talk to this guy. We can see this panel. There might be a screening of this. It has it's, definitely it's it. how I look at comic books and how I look at conventions. I would yeah. never go to a convention if I wasn't doing a podcast where I was actually interested in getting an interview with a creator. Um, because, Artists. honestly, panels, you read them online the next yeah. day. They're not breaking news there. They're it's breaking on the websites. It's how it is now. I still find it kind of interesting to sit through. I I I like doing them. Like when we were up in uh Toronto that one year, mm-hmm. at that Marvel panel, actually talking and asking questions. Like, cause I wanted to know about Runaways. Mm-hmm. I when we got home that night, I was going through reading the coverage over on Newsarama because they were live blogging. Mm-hmm. The panel, and there was like, fan asking about runways. I was like, that was me, guys! <laughs> but I was standing in front of my computer alone, and I was like, oh, there's... But I, I did ask about it. But also, how I, not only conventions, but comic books in general, how I, like, want to read it, and also, does this make me form an opinion? And that's what's become a good book now. And is this something I just want to read, or is this something I want to talk about? Is this something mm-hmm. I want to share? There's a lot of times like Chris and I, because Chris and I order comic books on the same, kind of like the same invoice, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about like I'm ordering this. It's a number one, you know, something for us to talk about. And Chris will say the same thing like, "Oh, I just ordered that because of this. Um, we'll check it out." And you know, it kind of has become that way. And like something just, I like my girlfriend doesn't quite understand. Oh, Sunday nights he always does his show. Well, hey, can you take off this Sunday and do that? I'm like, no. What do you mean, no? Aren't I important? Like, yeah, you're important, but the show, like, the show is important to me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to not do the show. I want to come every week, you know? And I don't like those times where we're like, oh, I'll have to find some other time during the yeah. week to yeah, do it. I, yeah, pushing it back. Like, we, we've had to do it. You've heard us talk about. You know, like the last two episodes. Time machine. Hey, 
We're recording this on Wednesday. These books came out today. Paul has it. <laughs> Paul read it. This is why it's a pick of the. Uh, this is why he's picking it for the list because but, yeah, it's it's always something I look forward to. And there's been those stretches where it just hasn't worked out. October mm-hmm. just yeah. being a crummy month with stuff happening. Like we had episodes planned and lined up, and we just we can't get to that. And it's something like, oh well, we want to talk about this. Like Courtney Carmen, that book yeah. was passed off back in October. We just talked yeah, about that. I think that it was passed off ago. in September. Well, because we were going to talk about it in October. <laughs> yeah, before we wanted to talk it, about it. But it, then we went on a trip where the stuff happened, and then we kept on pushing stuff back, so I never felt pressure to read it. And then suddenly it was like, oh, Paul, no, you really got to read it. Yeah, this Paul's like, Paul, I need you to drop off the book by Tuesday so I can have it read by Wednesday. I got it dropped off on Monday. You did. Yeah. Quick read. It was. I, I sat and read it, I think, Monday or Tuesday night. Yeah, it was a quick read. But it was that, like, oh, I don't need to read it yet. We're not going to be. That's how I felt about Habibi. Yeah, and it was Habibi. Yeah, Habibi sat forever. We're, yeah. we're like, we're, we're, we'll just add in a new next episode. It's like we'll whenever we need filler topic. episode, we got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Car- Carnival, when we were going to read it. Carnival was, <laughs> oh, that was, that was year one. That was a chore. It's such a good it's, show. It's a great show. But I wanted more. I could understand if I was watching it week to week how it would be. But when you like sit down and you're like, you got to watch thirteen hours of this show this within sh- a week or within a month. That show I I, I had, we Chris, I rewatched yeah. it with Chris in I think two weeks, and it yeah. was because. Whenever I'd come over, mm-hmm. we would watch it. I, and yeah. we would watch like three episodes, and I'd be like, oh, I gotta go to bed. No. And now watch. I have, I have to leave to go to bed. And then Chris would be like, one more. I'm like, yes, one, one more. Yes. Now, now live with somebody that doesn't like the show at all. And it's like, you oh, don't, don't live with them. Don't, don't put that <laughs> Problem on. Problem solved. Let's, let's watch something together. iCarly. <laughs> and we turn on iCarly instead. <laughs> Uh, um, but actually, it's a little different. just it's a little different. Talking about that, having to watch one more episode that makes me think of Kirby Crackle. Mm-hmm. And going back to the whole conventions things, like they they recognize us. They and they do a bump. They know us now. Like there's going to be a bump in this episode that has already happened. That's something that yeah, before the show that. If we had just been seeing them at a convention, that would have been a booth we probably would have walked past. Mm-hmm. It would be one of those things like, oh, this guy sells t-shirts, this guy makes a comic book, this guy makes a comic book, these guys are banned. It, it does happen, but yeah. we're a little bit more aware of that stuff now. I think doing the show has kind of kept us more in touch with with our roots almost. It's kept our thumb on that pulse. Yeah, and it, it's like at work, there's there's some younger guys and... Like, there's like, oh, did you see Batman? I'm like, yeah, I watched Batman. And then I just start talking to them about stuff, and they're like, well, you know a lot of stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, I kind of have to keep, you know, i got to keep in the know about this. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can ask me anything. I can tell you anything about the Marvel movies that are coming up. Mm-hmm. I can tell you anything about what's going on in comic books right now or the history of characters. Any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you what you should be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big thing there. Is what's been drinking? Um, yeah, I think that we've now more focused on not just the creators what we're aware of. We 
we focus on the personalities. Like, people that are good to talk to. Like, next time I get a chance to talk to Yannick the Cat, I'm going to take it, just because the guy knows what he's talking about. You feel the passion in his voice. You hear the passion in his voice, not feel it. And honestly, after talking to him, I was kind of like, wow, I wish I had mm-hmm. kept up on Swamp Thing. Like, I wish I had talked to Paul about, like, hey, can I check that one out when you're done? Because for him, it's something he's he's loving doing it. Mm-hmm. It's giving him an opportunity to cater to a different crowd. Stefan Rue, you know, um, that was that was really cool talking to him. It's too bad we didn't record it, but it was really it was really really cool. And that's something that I want listeners to take away. When you're at a comic book convention, Artist Alley is, you know, we panels are okay. Panels are cool. You hear the company speech. You get to ask questions to the people that are making decisions about publishing. But you want to know what's actually happening in a book or why something's happening in a book? The artists will tell you. And they'll tell you what they think about writers or the company itself. Especially if you're just a fan and you're a fan of the work. Like, they are some of the best people to talk to when you find the right ones. And that's kind of one of those things, like, Going to panels, it, that's one of those things that I've realized is the artists are the ones that are more kind of... Like I, yeah, like <laughs> like I said, kind of going into this episode, like, they're free flow. Like, those are the ones that are like, yeah, I'm just going to talk about whatever. Like, when we've sat there, again, going to conventions, the sketch duel with Steve McNiven and Ethan Van Skyver. Ethan Van Skyver, another great personality. Would love to talk to him on the podcast. That one year upon, I... Scotty Young's is also yeah. awesome. When we were um, talking to Steve McNiven that one year mm-hmm. at uh, Fan Expo, before it was Fan Expo, back when it was the Canadian Expo. When it was the Canadian Fan Expo, because Canada, the Canadian was still in there. Yeah. And he was just doing Marvel Night It was just like... The (laughs) four or five of us sitting around his table after closing, and there was a guy trying to force him out of this, like the convention because they were shutting down. And he was finishing up my sketch on Thing, which he's never colored in, which I need to get him to do. Which because he promised me, he he promised you. I saw that. I was a witness. But like that's the kind of stuff. Like man, these artists—they're the ones that you want to talk to. Nothing against the writers because they are interesting. They're fun to listen to. But the artists—they're the ones that to kind of say what we do with this whole podcast. Those are the guys that I want to just sit back and have a beer with. Yeah. Uh, and just to mention again, like Ethan Van Skyver, we were standing, I think it was, what, it was, was, it was it sitting it was, at a table for the heroes, for the he heroes, taking fun. donations for heroes fund. We were the for sketches. last three people in line. And yeah. we came up, I asked for a, um, Black uh, Black Adam. Adam sketch, and I think mm-hmm. he was glad that he didn't have to do a Green Lantern one. Mm-hmm. But we just started talking to him, and he kind of had that moment where he kind of looks around, and he's like, do you want to see the first couple pages of Flash Rebirth? Mm-hmm. And we were like, like of all about course. to like, jizz in our pants. We were like, yeah. <laughs> and like he showed him to us. Like the artwork all that he was getting. was in there. Yeah, it was, he had actually just gotten those sent to him from the inker, because mm-hmm. they were just like printed out. Like that was his kind of almost, I don't want to call it the proofs of it, mm-hmm. to see how it had looked after the inking. Yeah, and it was just like that, one of the awesome, the awesomest fanboy kind of moments. And then we were at a panel 
and we're sitting there, and I think he shows um, he shows like one of the artists next to him, like mm-hmm. those same pages that he just shown yeah. us, and it was that really kind of cool moment. Because didn't he almost like he followed us to the the convention room? I can't remember that. He was like, it was pretty oh. much. He's like, I gotta, I gotta finish this up because I gotta go to this. We gotta go to the. DC I vaguely remember that, and we were, and like, we were like, oh, we're going there too. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right, but uh, yeah, and the conversations just start because you're not just being a fanboy; you're actually interested in the art. You want to know something more, and my converse, our conversation with Stefan Roos started with me just passing by his table and being like. And watching him color in, like, the silver highlights on um, Black Cat's hair. And being like, I don't know, how do you actually think in negative space like that? Because I don't know how you could picture that in your mind to fill in negative space. It just did something so different to me, so foreign. And he just starts talking about, you know, practice and his art style, and it's goes all the way off to his DC work and what he's going to be doing up on at Dark Horse with this new Star Wars thing and Santana and everything like that. And, and, then, and, and then it kind of went to his personal life where mm-hmm. he's like, you know, I, wanna... I wish I had an awesome studio mm-hmm. where I could, you know, I could invite other artists and we could all just like kind of like have a jam session and mm-hmm. just do crazy creative artwork and everything. He's like, but I live in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Nobody's coming to Wisconsin. But and then you're like, you're this French artist. Like, why? Why are you living in Wisconsin? <laughs> but then you, you you hear about like if you listen to other podcasts, uh, Mike Norton has been on is a podcaster also, and he's a DC comic books staple uh, back in the old fifty two. I haven't seen much work now, but he does jam sessions with artists in Chicago, where he'll invite people over and they'll do comic book work together because writers get together and do the same thing i follow uh tumblr where they put up all that artwork Mm -hmm. and it's amazing stuff like writers get together like jeff johns has his like what i forget what happy tree people i don't know productions i don't remember his name but they have like an office where writers will get together and jeff Loeb will stop in and see stuff that he's writing and so they all share ideas so why not artists yeah. And that was, you know, and I hope more artists are like Stefan Rue and my, like Mark Norton that want to get other artists together to do comic book work and to get yeah. ex- excited about it and share ideas because that's when the best kind of work happens. Yeah. And, and I think you, I mean, just one of the big things that we are a big fan of is um, Countdown. Mm-hmm. Countdown was so great. And there was so, 52. 52. I'm sorry. Yeah, 52. Countdown was the opposite of it. Countdown was it, it was a wonderful Christmas present. 50, 52 was just that amazing thing where you had all these great guys in a room talking about a storyline, and everything just lined up and just clicked. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you kind of wish you had those moments where just guys are just, you just hope that creators are just hanging around and talking about mm-hmm. ideas and, and doing that. Because why we do a podcast is the creators, you know what? They have conventions, they have board meetings or uh, summits. Cr- summits, creator retreats. They can get together and talk about comics. How can fans do the same thing? And in such a weird, comic book shops aren't the place to hang out with, at. 
You know, they're just not. You don't hang out at a comic book shop to talk about comics because you're going to have the, usually you're going to have the owner that hates comic books or the guy that's only into the indie stuff and the people that come in just to buy their Marvel stuff and they don't want to talk to anybody, the guys that just want to say how great DC is and the people that are like, no, you guys are shit and don't know what you're talking about. It's all indie stuff. How do you find people that all, that are interested in talking about comics the way you are? And it's the internet. And that's what I hope this podcast becomes, is another place where people come to share thoughts on comics. And it is. I think, you know, I mean... It's where we come together. A friend of the podcast, Aaron, you know, Mm -hmm. he started his show because we do a show. And not only that, he is not a comic... He You know, he likes comic books, he loves comic books, but he doesn't read them, really. Right. But he still listens to our show, you know, to hear our opinions on this, and if it's something really strikes him as something that sounds good, he, you know, he will check it out. He bought all of the uh, Blackest Night stuff because we were talking about it. He was missing the first <laughs> issue of it. I sent him my copy of it. There you go. And he said, do you want to Wasn't it a bag and broadcast? You guys can get free comics. <laughs> and he said, he goes, do you want it back? You guys go, no, that's yours, man. Yeah. We sent him an autographed picture of all of us. <laughs> that's true. We sent him a Valentine's Day card because he... <laughs> He was one of the only people that rated our in uh, our review and rated and reviewed our podcast at the time. <laughs> He's been a great friend and uh, fan. Yeah, I mean, I love having a chance to talk to those guys, whether it's when we're doing the Ruth has episodes for them over at Confessions of a Movie Snap, or when they're helping us out when we're doing our bagged and board cast bracket buster summer oh. movie bracket buster bus bracket summer buster movie two. Boogaloo for the breaking of the basket busters. Bracket buster. With the breaking blockbuster bracket movie buster. We had him. We had him on the show for turning a comic book into a movie and casting and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was after the show would end, and we were just having this great conversation with them and talking about Star Wars and Mm -hmm. just just stupid bullshit with them. That was so much fun. That's and I want more fan interaction like that in the coming years. Yeah, I, and you know we had we had Steve on. Mm-hmm. That was fun. We've had uh, our art production team on <laughs> once for a draft. Yeah, a, that, a different draft, a comic book draft. And, and sadly, he died. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know it was it's a, a terrible, and, terrible thresher accident. <laughs> in memor memor memorandum memorium memorium memorium. There it is. I got your back. It's elf, mad elf, and <laughs> druid fluid, not druid fluid, but it, We'll do druid fluid again. Yeah. Don't worry, Paul. <laughs> I'm not. There's, there's a barley wine month uh, coming as, up. As you guys, if you're a long-time listener, you know that uh, I'm not the biggest fan of barley wines. And uh, John and Chris, I don't know if you know We're, this, are roommates. So they plan things about the podcast. I Paul's back. Let's just say... I always get here a little late on Sundays because I'm usually driving from Canadagua. Chris is usually here, and you guys put things into effect that I don't even know about. That's that we does recorded, happen. Now. We recorded four episodes that I didn't even know I was being beeped on. I didn't know that till like four episodes, and I was like, "We're getting beeped." <laughs> like, yeah, no, we talked about. It. I'm like, not with me. 
That's when we were trying to get more listeners by not having the explicit tag. Well, it that's work. That was right after a convention, though. Yeah. Because as soon as we do that convention, we yeah. tweet all those creators that we talk to, mm-hmm. and we, and that's we, something we get that do. bump. Like We're going to continue to do that. When we have interviews, we're going to... Put some be, safe. Yeah. Put some safe up. Because, you know, we don't want any new listener to be scared off right the, right off the bat. But when they hear the beeps, they know that's swearing. And therefore, the when language. it happens later on, they're not as shocked. But anyways, because Chris and I love Paul, he's, I mean, the three of us are best friends. Oh, thanks, guys. We, we love you. <laughs> Is this coming? Did you just find this out now? <laughs> Sorry, we've never told you, Paul. <laughs> Paul, we love you so much that we want you to know what barley wine is the best barley Every wine. Every time you say barley wine, I just feel a brick start to form oh. in my stomach because it is so. Paul, we're doing this for you. We're doing this for you. It so it's heavy. not because Chris so and I heavy. really like barley wine and we want to drink a bunch of barley wine. It's because we want to share our love of barley wine with you and find the one that. Makes you love it too. Remember, Paul, how you didn't like IPAs? Paul, I remember that. Hey, Do you remember Chris, hating IPAs? R- Chris, remember hating IPAs? Yeah. Because you were right there with me. I was right there with you. <laughs> Guess what, Paul? I'm going to ease you into barley wines too. Ugh. And Paul, I'm going to take your ease, hand. We mean like two to three barley wines a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying myself barley wines. Uh, Paul, I'll, I'll take your week. I don't care. You actually owe me a week, so uh, guess what? It's barley wine. You better drive oh, with me to how bad, shopping. I was going to say, how bad is that if it's like the first week we do barley wines? You have to send Paul to buy them. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what's going to happen. January, too. Cold month. Mm-hmm. Best time to be drinking barley wines. It's going to warm me up. Are we going to dig that barley wine out? Or have we already done that? Because talking about cellaring beer and barley, I think, didn't we bury a barley wine? Uh, that was the My Antonia? We had that one already. That was okay. the Dogfish Head one. I can't remember what it was. Oh, we drank that. Yeah, okay. we had that already. We had that. We had that back, we had that last year. Oh, okay. Man, we cellar beer and we love beer, but uh I can never remember when we drank it. We drank a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um we should probably get a little Christmassy. We've we've had our look back at Megan Boardcast, right? You guys yeah. want to say anything yeah. more about um, I self congratulatory? I've enjoyed 150 episodes, guys. I I've I enjoyed that, doing this. I kind of want to do a shot. Let's do a shot. Let's pause it. New shot. Uh, of uh, 150. We we don't have the stuff to do the bad <laughs> mite. We have to have suck. We have to have no. We don't suck Mountain Dew sucks for not making the dark berry Mountain Dew anymore. Yeah. Limited edition if, stuff. If you don't know what we're talking about, check us out over on YouTube. We have a channel. Um, you can learn how to make a Batmite, and if you can build a time machine, go back and buy Darkberry Mountain Dew, because you can make one. <laughs> It'll take you to the fifth dimension, guaranteed. <laughs> and signature shot. If you want to hear about that, check out the Bag and Board Bite over on YouTube. Just our channel's Bag and Board. Yep. Yep. It's a poison ivy. Poison Ivy. Ah, oh, you ruined the surprise. Oh, I didn't no, know. that'll be in the, that'll be in the video title. It's cool. Yeah, it's right there. That's what you want to click on. Um, but it's Christmas time, and guys, we kind of wanted to get together here and just talk about our comic book memories, comic book Christmas memories, like, like probably 
I think all of our favorite comic book Christmas issues, which is Detective Comics, Paul Dini's Joker, and we should have looked up the number. Tim Drake. Yeah, it was a it was a while ago. We're talking probably about two and a half years back now. <laughs> yeah, at le- uh, more, more than, than that. that. Uh, I would give it a yeah two and a half. Well, no, not and a half, but three three solid years. Uh, I'm going to hit pause. What was the number? It is Detective Comics 826 from December 2006. <laughs> wow. I've been at my job way too long because I remember going and getting it at, at the or you've just been buying, lunch break. Or you've just been buying comic books for longer than no, you realize. Yeah, because I was going to say it's more than a couple of years ago because I remember reading it when my dad had the lake house. During a lunch break, I picked that up and read it. Like, that's how long ago it was, and man. I want to dig this out and reread it, because it is a great... It is a great issue. Not just Christmas issue, but it's a great Joker and Robin issue. If that came out in 2006, I need to redo my resume, because my times for when I worked which jobs no longer line up. (laughs) My resume is a lie. Yeah. It's kind of weird, Paul. It's it's weird, but... I'm thinking because I'm like, oh, I must have worked this job at my this place of employment from this time to this time. And no, I definitely was working a completely different job in 2006 than if that's if that's when that issue came out. Because well, let's talk about that issue. Yeah. It's about what you worked. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's one of those great fun issues, and that's right when I was really becoming a Tim Drake fan. Yeah, it's Tim Drake being kidnapped by the Joker, who is driving a car, uh, wrapped up Tim Drake, a family's in the back, uh, Joker gassed, and the Joker's just going crazy through the, uh, the streets Gotham, of Gotham, yeah, streets of Gotham filled with merry shoppers. And he's running them over, talking about how he's gonna kill the family in the back, and how he's gonna kill Tim Drake. And Tim Drake is just trying to keep his cool and cut himself free with a what what it's great is you have the Joker being that craziness and Tim Drake being that calm, okay, I've been trained to do this in this situation. Mm -hmm. Kind of methodical kind of version at the same time though, being like, Oh crap, Joker's right next to me. Like (laughs) I got into the car with him kind of thing. And it, it is. It's one of those great and it's got that cool black and white cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm looking through a website about it too right now. Um, it's Scans Daily, where it's basically like it looks like it's comic reviews, but they give you screenshots or mm-hmm. like panels. And they don't have my favorite part on here when he goes to the drive-through to order food, mm-hmm. and then he just winds up shooting the guy at the drive-through because he didn't get the Joker's order because he was. Like mumbling it or something, mm-hmm. and it's just that whole crazy issue where it just feels like it's right out of the animated series, dialed up three notches because it's a Joker that is killing people. It it definitely went darker, and yeah. it is dark, but it's also showing Tim Drake in this great light uh, that he can stand on his own against the Joker being tormented, you know, and. uh and also got that Christmas air because there's snow on the streets. There's people out shopping. Joker's wearing a Santa hat. Yeah. So 
it's just that little panache of Christmas in there that adds. I, I forgot it. it ended with a Joker getting hit, hit by a semi truck <laughs> and then disappearing. He's just laughing the whole time. Mm-hmm. I forgot that too. Yeah, it's well. This issue came out in two thousand six. Wow, six years six ago. ago. This is pre-Bagan Boardcast, then. Mm-hmm. So we've only been doing this for three years. Jeez. Um, yeah, so, I mean, something else I like to talk about is just, like, kind of those favorite, maybe those favorite comic book Christmas gifts, like something that would tie into your... Like, I know one year for Christmas I got Green Lantern bookends. <laughs> That's cool. And it's the, um, it's the, uh, the lantern itself. So you hmm. have it on both ends. And right now it's not hold, it's not holding anything except, um, I have them kind of positioned on our DVD case. They're sideways so They're you can sideways, see the lanterns. So you can just see like two lanterns. Yeah, In between cool. it, Chris's, uh, ring, ring prop thing. Which is what would be my pick because it was something I wanted. It's this, it's from the JLA trophy room line. I don't know what else to really call it from DC Direct, where every month they were putting out something different from the JLA trophy room. They had like a, like the uh, Batarang display. You could get like the Um, Kryptonite stuff. Kryptonite, and then they also had like Superman's key to get into the Fortress of Solitude. And one of them was the Green Lantern ring display, which had rings from all the different core around it. And you would hit a button, and then the lantern insignias on the side would light up. And as soon as I saw it, it was one of those nerd things. I was like, I need this. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted it so bad. Chris became an orange lantern. I wanted it. <laughs> I wanted it. I became an orange lantern. And it was one of those things. I just could not justify buying it by myself because it was price it like two forty nine ninety nine. So that year I was like. One forty nine ninety nine. No. no. It was, I thought it was, it was closer to 300 It was two forty nine. Oh, So man. that year for Christmas, I just asked all my friends. I was like, hey. Can you chip just, in? Just. Just give me some money for this because I want it. And I, I, I have it. And yeah. it's probably the split. I think I gave you money for birthday and Christmas. I think so. Yeah. I think that's the way we did that yeah. year. Because you're an October birthday. Yeah. You're it's, close enough to Christmas. It's acceptable. It I just remember crazy. the day, like, I was with you when you got it and coming back to the house and, like. Oh, just putting the rings actually in the display. Yeah, putting part. it in the display, but at the same time, like, you pulled out, like, do you want to wear this one? I'm like, yes! Oh, there like, was, you better believe yeah. there was a time where I wore all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was Kyle Rayner before the new Guardian series started up. <laughs> uh, my favorite Christmas present was uh, Countdown from you 2 Even though you hated it. <laughs> because I'm thinking about that moment, and 52 really mm-hmm. made me a DC fan. But Countdown, you know, it continued me... Because after 52, I no longer had a reason to go in week in and week out to the comic book shop. But Countdown coming out every week, where you guys already paid for it for me, uh, I was going to go in no matter what to pick up that book. And I became, that's when I became the weekly Wednesday comic book shopper. And it, it sucks so bad because the heart was there. Like, yeah. It was a thought, like, hey, we're going to give Paul a year's worth of comic books <laughs> for Christmas. Like, that's at awesome. that point, I was still that kind of more casual fan where I was like, ah, uh, you know, I'll pick up my books whenever. But by countdown time, since it was coming out on Wednesday, 
I was picking it up on Wednesday every lunch break on Wednesday from work. That's when I became that really that Wednesday comic book shopper. And that's what really led me here with you guys. <laughs> it kind of comes full circle just to leading into the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, man. I'm, I just wish it had been a better series. <laughs> and, I mean, we just had that high, high hopes <laughs> with, I mean, we all, we all loved 52. Yeah. Oh. 52 was great. There really wasn't a moment where you weren't like, oh man, like, I can't wait till next week. And we just were like, oh, <laughs> we're on the bandwagon. <laughs> Countdown is going to be just as good. One of our first episodes, if not, I think the first, was about weekly comics. No, yeah. our first episode was about Darkest Night. Or Blackest Night. Okay. It was one John of always called, called it Darkest or Blackest Night. Black, Darkest Night. Darkest Night. Um, no, but I, we, we did do, we did do quite a couple, a couple shows where yeah. we talk about it. We talked about weekly comics when, uh, Weekly Comics, Wednesday Comics came out. Yeah. That's when we talked about our going back. Yeah, but it was right around the same time. Mm-hmm. That's true. Man. So many episodes. Uh, yeah. so 150 many actual episodes, a couple more that were recorded and then lost or aborted, restarted, mm-hmm. some not episodes in there. We've, we've done a lot. Yeah. We're ad- averaging about, um, uh, 50, six episodes per year. It's not bad. No, yeah. that's pretty good. For us not being that... <clears throat> Especially for those and, months where we didn't record a couple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, the, the, our second year of doing it, we mm-hmm. it was just really hard to get it. And then we found, hey, Sundays work for everybody. <laughs> and also, we no longer needed to fit four people's schedule. We just needed to fit three. Oh, yeah. but- I do. miss producer I do Scott. Miss producer Scott quite a bit. I really do. I just went back and listened to our first Christmas special, mm-hmm. which was really fun. And, and he put and in all the sound effects. Not only that, no, but just the conversation. I listened to the whole episode, mm-hmm. and just having him there, it was that kind of that other that other personality. And yeah, it was a lot of fun having him on. Mm-hmm. It was fun having him on again a couple months ago, and that was one twenty one. Oh, yeah, for the beer t- uh No, we had him on for the... Well, we did an actual show mm-hmm. before, too. We did. Yeah. We go, went over and recorded at Studio D? I don't even know what to call it. I wish I could remember the episode number, too, but it was uh, Well, it was the Watch Your Head Studios. Yeah. But we weren't actually in the studio yet. Right. The studio's built now. Is it finally done? Yeah. I don't, is it finally done? Oh, yeah. You weren't there when um he showed it to us. No. You hadn't shown up yet, because it was at the uh, uh, rock band party. Yeah, it's looking good actually. He's got that whole uh, area floored and walled now. Nice. He's about ready. It's about ready. I'm about ready. About ready to call this a show. Let's, let's call it a show. Episode 150. <laughs> Signed, sealed, bagged, and board. There you go. If you uh, enjoyed this episode of us, we're sorry that we didn't have an actual main topic. That it was kind of us, you know, talking about. The show in general, and then we did try to give you some Christmassy stuff at the end there. Uh, just email us your thoughts. Com, uh, contact at bagnaboardcast.com. Or you could rate and review us like we just had a new 
review. Yeah, from Double um, Helix. Yes, Double Helix one two three. <laughs> and I'm loading up the review. Thank you very Paul much. Paul loves them so much. I that do love he, them so much. And he feels bad that he hadn't. I missed it. It, it was posted on uh, November 17th, and I finally noticed it like last week after we but recorded. We, Paul has had some computer pro- problems, so he yes. hasn't been his regular. Constantly checking his <laughs> iTunes review. But we appreciate the feedback and the fact that you are listening. Yeah. Definitely. And um, if you don't want to do all that, uh, but you really should. I love the iTunes reviews more than anything. You know, check us out over at Facebook, which is uh, just do a search for yeah, Bagging Board. search for Bagging Board. Uh, BaggingBoard.com. We're up there. And... Look for this, uh, our new signature shot, too, over on the YouTube. Yeah, check out our YouTube channel. We're bagging board. Don't get YouTubed. Yeah, don't get YouTubed. <laughs> All right, guys. Till next week, uh, have a happy anniversary. Sure. <laughs>